Welcome to Invoking Witchcraft, the podcast where the sacred and profane come out to play. So call the quarters and set the round. It's time for another episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of Invoking Witchcraft. We are so glad you're here listening. I am Britton, also known as Archaic Honey on the Instagram and Twitter machine, and I am here with... J. Allen Cross, also known as Oregon Wood Witch on the Instagrams. The one and only. The scammers. The one and only. (laughs) The scammers right now are hitting hard, y'all. My only account is Archaic Honey, all one word. Um, folks have been getting scammed. Don't fall for it. Do not fall for it. It is happening all over the place and they're getting very, very tricky. So make sure to double look at anything, look real hard at stuff, you know, use the old noodle machine, use the intuition. And also if Britain or or I reach out to you for a reading, number one, that's not us because we do not reach out to people for readings. And number two, if we give you our PayPal or our cash app, and the name on it is like Sugar Cammy or like Brenda Witchcraft 72. That's not us. I mean, clearly. So just use use the old noodle machine. Yeah. And definitely double check the profile. So if like somebody slides into your DMs and they're like, hello, fellow starseed. Um, my ancestors told me that you need a reading. Um, go to their profile, look at their username, make sure it's like, you'll notice that it's usually spelled incorrectly or they'll like for like the scammer account that I have right now, they added an I in archaic. Go and look at the photos of the and see how soon they were posted or how, when they were posted. And if you scroll down further, very often it will be completely different content from their old life or whatever before they started scamming. So just double check, like Jay said, use your noodle machine, do not fall for it, because I have had people in my DMs telling me that they like, you know, gave somebody a hundred bucks and it wasn't me. And Mm -hmm. I was like, no, yeah, don't ever give your money to somebody that you don't know for sure that it's them in your DMs. Just don't do it. Based on the amount of people that came back to me to tell me what they had paid the scammer. I think the last person who went through my follower list offering readings, just based on what they told me that they gave them, I'm betting this person made about 20 grand off my followers. 20 grand? About, yeah. A lot of people were reporting like, oh yeah, I sent that $500 you asked me. I And people have been sending really weird things to me too, like in emails being like, hey, so I'm sending you an email because I changed the settings on my phone the way that you asked me to, and now it's not working. Um, but I did send you that $500. And I'm like, not me. <laughs> Definitely wasn't me. And I, I don't know why you would think that I would have you change the settings on your phone for any reason. And if me calling you a starseed didn't tip you off, because let me tell you, if Britain and I are going to refer to you as anything, it's probably not going to be a starseed. That should be the first red flag. <laughs> right. Yeah, it is just wild out there, y'all, right now. Um, be careful. Watch out. And um, unfortunately, Instagram is lit- literally doing nothing. And like with these scammer accounts and my experience, they go ahead and block me 
right off the bat. So it's like I can't even see the account. So people are like, hey, this account is scan is an imposter account and I, I can't even see it. So just, you know, report block and and like go from there. But don't fall for it, y'all. We really want you to be safe and we don't want you giving your money to a scammer, you know? Yeah. Definitely don't fall for it. And if you do run across this, if somebody does send you a message using our name or any content creator's name for that matter, there's no need to send them a message to let them know. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you somebody has already alerted them. And the main problem that we're facing right now is it's not the fact that scammers are scamming. That's always been a problem. That's something that we can live with. But what happens is when you have a large following and everyone begins to message you, hey, you have a scammer. Hey, you have a scammer. Suddenly I have hundreds of DMs coming in all saying the same thing. Hey, is this you? Did you get hacked? I think you got hacked. Did you see this? There's a person here. And it becomes extremely overwhelming to the point where you can no longer function online. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us have been posting about this, like, hey, there's no need to let us know. We can't do anything about it. We often can't even see the account. Instagram won't do anything. Um, <laughs> I had one friend, Robin, um, who went, like, did the whole big, like, copyright infringement reporting thing and to in order to try and do something about it. And then Instagram started taking down her own stuff because it had been reported as copyright infringement. So Instagram, we can't do anything as creators here. This is all in your guys' hands, how you handle it. So report them, block them, heckle them, do whatever you need to do, but there's no need to let us know about it. We already know it's a problem and there's nothing we can do about it, unfortunately. Yeah, troll them. Like... Really hard. Yeah, super hard (laughs) trolling, um, for sure. But yeah, we just launched into a tangent. Um, What's new in your world, Jay? I am gearing up for a shop update. This one's going to be a little different because this year in particular, and especially with everything that's going on right now, I feel like we all need just like some gentleness. I think we all need some nourishment. I think we all need something very calm. And I think something we get very wrapped up in in this community and in this work is like power. Like what's you know, using the most powerful spell or the most powerful herbs, or, or if we're going to cleanse something, you know, we have to cleanse it with the most powerful thing that we can find. And mm-hmm. it's like, maybe your energetic system doesn't need to be scrubbed raw every single day. Yeah. You know? And and maybe that protection that you're putting on yourself that is the most powerful protection you can find is also maybe blocking out other things that could be good for you at the same time. And so... What this shop update is all about, and I don't know if this will even (laughs) be coming out in time for my shop update, but kind of what my thought process on this is, I'm coming out with a lot of gentle stuff. Mm -hmm. So like yesterday, I mean like a gentle protection, which is like, you know, for your everyday wear, like you don't need like big circles of fire around you all day, every day. Um, You know, we can have some gentle protection for just like going to the store, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I also have like um, gentle cleansing. So it's like you don't have to do the full like Karen Silkwood scrub down on your aura every time you you need something, you know, you can just kind of gently, gently cleanse it away. Gentle cleanse is fine. Um, I also have one that I'm calling personal power that I kind of made up on the spot yesterday. And I really like it. I made one for myself, too. Um, So it's just a little it's all about kind of gentleness and kind of like uh, nourishing ourselves, getting our own personal strength back and kind of 
you know, just a little TLC in these products. So I'm kind of going the way of the gentleness. I like that. Yeah, there is that that um, and it, you know, Aries mode. I go Aries mode, and I'm like, oh, I need the heavy hitter. I need the power. You know, the power. and um, I really love that gentleness approach of just like um, I think I remember reading one of your Instagram posts where it's just like your protection so strong that you aren't even letting in the good things into your life. Like you are just creating a huge brick wall in your life. So I love that approach. Gentleness is it's beautiful. And I find too, that like sometimes when we're gentle, when it comes to magic, it works so much better because we're not forcing it. We're not trying to shove things around. We're not trying to like dominate everything around us. You know, we can kind of, work in tandem with things we can we can be calm about it and and sometimes when we're gentle we get more out of it than we do if we kind of force things or take things or do whatever it is so Mm -hmm. we just kind of we all need to chillax just a little bit yep yep we do we do so you have recently done a shop update as well which Mm -hmm. seems to have gone fantastic and you also have some other stuff going on you have some upgrades in your life I do yeah whether you wanted them or not (laughs) yeah whether I wanted them or not um so uh yeah I had a great shop update and if you bought something even if you didn't thank you so much for supporting me um I love being able to send out little packages to everyone and like see my creations out in the world it's been great Um, yeah, so I did have a major upgrade in my life. I, uh, bought a new car, not like new, new, but new to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got a little RAV Toyota RAV4 and my mechanic. So I was having a lot of truck problems. My truck took a giant shit on me. My mechanic was like, yeah, if you're in the market for a new vehicle, try out the RAV4. He's like, we like never have problems with them. And I I was thinking Subaru, but he recommended that to me. And I started looking around and, um, you know, used cars are the market is just absolutely bananas right now. And I happened to find one in a town nearby and I had a good feeling about it. And I was like, all right, I'm going, I'm going to check it out, drive it around, took it for a test drive. The dealership was phenomenal. They didn't pressure me into any weird stuff. They didn't bully me. Um, They were, it was just a great experience. So I drove my little RAV4 home and I'm in love with it. And I have finally some reliable transportation and I'm looking forward to a beautiful relationship with my, with my new car. That's so nice. And I'm so glad that you have that too. And it's sturdy. It's going to do the things that you need. And I know that that had been weighing on you because having your truck just absolutely crap out on you like Mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, (sighs) it's winter. I live in a rural area. Like, you know, I could walk to the feed store to buy my dog's 50 pound bag of dog food, you know, for five miles. But like, you know, I just... Who needs CrossFit? Right. Who needs CrossFit? Been there, done that. I'm I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh, well, I'm very glad that you are mobile again and that fits in kind of perfectly with what we're wanting to talk about today, which is traveling while witchy. You know, mm-hmm. this is part one of I think maybe a, a three-part series because this is something that a lot of us run into, which is 
how do we travel as witches? Do we, you know, are there things that we do that are different from people? Are there things that we pack that are different from people? And I know that that one's definitely true. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about travel. But when you travel, do you, do you have a preferred mode? Like, do you do you like to drive? Are you are you a jet setter? Do you like planes? What's yeah, you know, I have a dog and um, she's a large dog, so I don't really fly anymore at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time I flew was probably like seven years ago. And um, I'm a driver. I like to drive places. And as a matter of fact, you know, I have a new vehicle and I'm actually taking a mini road trip here soon. So this is actually a topic that's been on my mind. I'm like, all right, how am I going to fix my car up, magically speaking? And like, what am I going to bring with me on my little trip? So this is a great topic and I'm really excited for it. But yeah, I'm a driver. Oh, that's nice. I like I like driving. I like the road trip idea. I'm so over planes and airplane travel. I've I've taken a lot of planes in my life and I'm just over it. I hate airports. I hate airport security. I hate being in a giant Pringles can thousands of feet in the air hurtling through space. It's I I can't I can't do it anymore. I'm just so over planes. And so what I've been looking into recently is Amtrak yes. going by train. And it seems bitchin'. It's like, great. I mean, it takes a lot longer, like to get from like, you know, like Portland to like Boston or whatever it is mm-hmm. like three and a half days. Um, but that's still not terribly bad because you get like, you can get your own room and you can like sleep in there and they have like little cafe carts you can go to and you mm-hmm. don't have to stay in your seat. You can like get up and walk around and they have like their multi-story. So you can go up to like the second floor and onto like an observation deck, which is like all big windows and you can look around and I'm yeah. like, there you go. There you go. Like that's, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be my, my new thing is, is Amtrak. So I'll let you know how that works out. I might absolutely hate it, but it seems better than flying, even if it takes longer. Well, I've done Amtrak a few times. I've traveled between like um, Portland and Salem or Portland and Eugene. And it does take longer because they actually have to prioritize the freight trains um, that go through with supplies. Yeah. So they prioritize their travel over Amtrak. So sometimes you'll get stopped for a little bit. But it's like the sound of a train is so soothing, just like the kajunk, mm. kajunk, kajunk, you know, and mm. it's like the rocking motion. It's really soothing to me. So I think you're going to love it. I think that'll be good. What I really want, and I promise you guys, we're going to get on topic in just a moment. But what I really want in the United States is maglev because they have it in some of I, I think they have one in like Korea or Japan and then another one in Germany which is a magnetic train. So the train kind of like floats on the track and they go like stupid fast. Like it's a little slower than than, than plane travel, but like it's really like environmentally friendly, goes super fast, like really super safe. And I'm like, yes, like hook me up with that. Like one end of the country to the other in like a day, maybe like, Mm -hmm. you know, let's do this. Um, I think I think that is the future, but we'll we'll see. Yeah. I'm just I'm just sick of being in the air. 
Right. Yeah. Airports. I don't know. I kind of have like a love of airports. It's a very mercurial space. It's very Mm. crossroads. It's like it's like a massive crossroads because everybody's coming and going and things are moving. And it's it's just like I think of Hermes and I think of Mercury in that space. So there's like uh, I grew up in airports. Uh, We traveled Mm. all the time. So I kind of have like this. I get this feeling inside of me. I'm like. I'm going to a new place and it's going to be cool and I get to experience new things. But as I've gotten older, I'm just like, I'm grumpy. I want to sleep and I just want to snack and I just don't want to (laughs) fly. That's interesting though that you bring up the kind of like this in-between nature of airports because they do kind of seem like liminal spaces in a way. Like they seem kind of weird. Um, and you're right, because people are kind of like coming, going, leaving. It's a very temporary spot where a lot of stuff kind of crosses over. So that is interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to look at that more because I have kind of been in airports before where I've been like, the vibe is a little spooky. <laughs> like, I don't yes. know why. Um, so that's interesting. I never really thought of that. I always just thought it was the weird confetti carpet they always pick for no damn reason. Right. Oh, yeah. The mm-hmm. famous Portland airport carpet. Oh my God. When they switched that one up, I thought people were going to burn it down. I'm so uh, I know. <laughs> I'm like, I know. Like, it's, it's all right, y'all. It's all right. Yeah. They've memorialized the carpet, the old carpet. Yeah. <laughs> they oh, have. <laughs> I forgot about the whole thing until you brought it up just now. The, yeah. The Portland Airport carpet. Oh, if you know, you know. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> back on topic, y'all. Yeah. So as a witch, when you're getting ready to travel, mm-hmm. do you pack like, a a go bag do you pick like like a specific five things or like how do you approach packing as as a witch when you go to travel that's such an interesting and cool question and it's not really something i've thought a lot about but when i do think about it i'm like yeah i do actually pack a lot of witchy stuff but it feels like naturally a part of me it's not like i'm doing something abnormal you know, because like I work with my tools all the time. So I always carry my tarot deck with me because mm-hmm. inevitably I have a friend who's like, I'm in town and they're like, oh, will you do a reading for me? You know, so I do that. But um, one thing I wanted to share about the tarot deck is that you can actually get these mini tarot cards. Ooh. And I'm showing Jay the nine of pentacles in the mini uh, tarot deck that I have. It's Rider weight. And um, you can get mini travel tarot cards. And I think they're just adorable. And like you can put them places like in your vehicle. Like so say you're traveling by car, you can like put them on your dashboard or stick them somewhere. And the little mini tarot decks are pretty cheap. So Mm -hmm. you can like buy multiple ones and have like, you know, maybe you want to put the fool in in more than one place or something like that. Um, So I always carry a tarot deck with me. Um, I will often carry my pendulum with me. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't use it very often, but I just kind of like to have it with me. Um, Mm -hmm. I almost always bring a rosary so I can like pray the rosary. I will bring oils with me, um, like protection oil for the most part. It's usually protection oil or whatever oil I'm working with at the time. And um, always, I always bring um, a smoke bundle 
of herbs. Mm -hmm. So it could be rosemary, sagebrush, or juniper. Um, mm. just to kind of like whatever space I'm staying in, I like to kind of like make sure the vibe's right. Um, so like I'm going to be traveling to Eugene here soon. I'm going to be staying in my friend's trailer. She has like the most adorable little travel trailer. So I like to kind of like spruce it up in my way. And then when I leave, I want to make sure that the energy is good for her for my friend. Mm -hmm. So then I just like cleanse it and stuff. And I bring candles. I bring scented candles though. I don't know. Oh. If, yeah. I don't know if they're, I mean, you can make a scented candle magical, um, but I do bring them for just the, the um, atmospheric adjustment. Mm -hmm. So that's usually what's in my kit. See, definitely. I think that there is something to be said about scented candles. Like mm -hmm. just, even if you don't like really witch them up or make them a spell candle or something, just having a shift in vibe, mm -hmm. you know, putting out like a certain scent or, you know, even just candlelight itself, bringing light into a space can definitely, definitely change um, just kind of the whole energy of the space itself. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think that that's a great way to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Especially if you're like, you're traveling and you're working because I'm going to be working while I'm traveling mm. here soon. So I like to have my scented candle because it helps helps trigger my brain into like a work mode because I always burn the same candle when I write. So mm. I really like that. And I would say that is absolutely magical. Even if you don't witch your candle up, it's super magic. Absolutely. I agree with that. I agree. Do you, do you, so are, I'm guessing your scented candles are probably encased in glass. Do you pack mm -hmm. them a certain way to make sure they don't get busted up or? Oh, you know, I have this like beautiful, um, I'm looking at it right now, but y'all can't see it cause we're on the air. Um, this beautiful like wicker woven basket. And so oh. I will like, I usually pack a scarf with me. My grandmother gave me, um, before she passed away, she gave me like a huge box of her scarves. So I usually just like put my mamaw's scarves in it and like make it nice and cushy. I but yeah, that. I carry, I guess it, I don't know. I don't really think about these things being witchy, but yeah, I have like a big witch bag that I carry, <laughs> <laughs> that I carry around that has like my like pipe tobacco, my, my smoke bundle, my tarot cards and all that. I love that. I love that. Yeah, when we travel, we always pack way too much stuff anyway. Like we, because I mean, my husband especially, we like the uh, the kind of the homey creature comforts thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like we're packing everything. We have the big suitcase. We have our pillows from home. We have the squatty potty. We have my good cast iron pans. All these things are coming oh with us God. to the Airbnb. Like so, when it comes down to like bringing magical stuff with me i'm always like okay just the essentials <laughs> because right. our car is already like overloaded it looks like in the goofy movie where they have the giant tower of crap on top of it for just mm -hmm. a weekend getaway um so i always like to go down to just kind of like the bare minimum and i actually found um again you guys can't see because you know we're on the air um i have this thing it's not very big it's a little bag. It's uh, the, the brand on it is Bagalini. Bagalini is what it is. I didn't purchase this. This was actually found in the lost and found 
um, in at a studio I used to work at. And mm-hmm. at the end of the year, they just kind of like put stuff out and are like, if it's yours, please take it. And this was still left over. And so I brought it home with me and it's just got like one main zipper pocket. And inside it has like a few little slots for like your credit cards, but in this little bag and I'm, I'm, this bag is not very big. I'm, I'm going to guess it's maybe six inches tall by maybe five inches wide. Mm-hmm. Um, in this little bag, I can fit a full size deck of tarot cards. I can fit my saint cards. I can fit a Gideon Bible. I can fit um, my good scissors, my, my witch scissors, um, several tea light candles, a little spray bottle of Florida water, and two oils, um, like usually like an uncrossing and a protection is what I bring. Perfect. And so it's like, okay, I have my divination. I have, if I run into some trouble, I have my saints, I have my candles, I have my like most useful oils in the event of danger. Um, and it has a strap too. So then I just throw it on like crossbody and kind of just forget that it's there. So it's really easy to walk around with. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to have on me. It also slips into a carry-on bag. Um, if for some reason they're like, you can only have one, then I can just kind of pack it into something else and then pull it out later if I need to. Um, so it's an it's an excellent way to go. And again, don't feel like you have to pack, you know, all the witchcraft stuff when you leave because you know remember we can do a lot with a little you know we can do a lot with mm-hmm. the tea light and the proper oil you know we can do a lot with you know a little spray bottle of florida water and some prayers um so and of course on top of that too you know things like rosaries pendulums those are really easy just to slip into whatever extra space there is so a lot of the times i put either one or both of those um in there as well mm-hmm. and it just it's really easy to go and yes. it's really simple. So keep it simple. Yes, definitely keep it simple. I like to, I wear my rosary. I know that's a little controversial, but I like <laughs> to wear my rosary, but I also like to hang it in my rear view mirror when I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. So I take it off and I hang it there because it's just like, ugh, it's just really soothing to look at and like makes me feel safe. So I hang that there. And you you gave me a St. Christopher medallion. I and I hang that in my car, too. Oh, yay. I'm yeah. glad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, St. Christopher, patron saint of travelers. So when you're looking at stuff, especially for travel, remember, always feel free to keep it simple. And just remember the things you're actually going to need. When I used to travel as a witch, I was like, in the event of anything I might need to do. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I've had stuff for love spells and like all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to the beach for a weekend. I can probably wait on most of that. Right. You know, um, the only time I really super witchy packed was last year when we had the wildfires and we had to evacuate, I still had to work and trying to make money as well while we were just like shuffling from hotel to hotel to random person's couches to, you know, whatever it was for like that week or so that we were gone. Um, so that I really packed a bunch of stuff and did spell service like in hotel rooms <laughs> as I went, Wow, um, which was definitely an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, over the years, I have found some things that are helpful, uh, especially when it comes to like TSA um, situations, <laughs> um, because there's a lot of weird things that you can and you can't fly with. 
Um, and one of the things that I was worried I wouldn't be able to fly with are Novana candles. Oh. Um, because they, they kind of look like little bombs. They do. You know, they look like little, little dynamites. Um, and so I was really worried that they weren't going to let me um, on the plane, but I did some research and it turns out that we can fly with them. I think there's a restriction that you can't fly with the gel ones. That makes um, sense. But I don't, do they still make gel candles? God, I don't know. Maybe you can find them at the dollar store. I remember my grandma had just so many of them, just these jiggly They, little... they would get dusty. I don't know. They're they so, would. They're so dirty. Like, and then you, like, the kids will, like, poke holes in them and make them look really <laughs> ugly. So they're all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, okay, I'm like, not a problem. I don't have the gel ones because those were just a bad idea anyway. And you're right, they do get dusty, but then they're kind of, like, sticky because they're gel, so you can't, like, un... You can't like dust them to no. get them back to normal again. Yeah. You just you just ruin them more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, so you either they either got dusty or you left the little ugly plastic um, disc on top. Wow, all the recovered memories are coming back. Right, <laughs> I know. Also with TSA, you can bring little amounts of liquids. So if you want to bring something like Florida water with you in a carry on bag. I believe you can if it's if you move it into a smaller bottle. So if you bring like a mini mini bottle mm-hmm. of it, um, you can do that. I don't know what's happening with TSA these days. I think they might just be completely over it because the last time I was flying, which was like a few weeks ago, there was no one watching the monitor thing that you, you know, when you send your bag through the little x-ray and someone's like looking to see if there's like, you know. The, the giant butcher knife or something inside mm-hmm. uh, no one <laughs> no one was manning that monitor so I, I it might just be a free-for-all right now with tsa i'm not sure um but the things that i've noticed that i will get pulled over for in the tsa line is if i have something in my bag that has been burned at one point or another or is meant to be burned so like if i oh, have a right like a smoke stick of any kind of mm-hmm. like herb or plant or something like that, that has been lit previously that will show up as like combustible material mm-hmm. that they've detected. So like they might like swab it or like, um, you know, ask to swab your bag or whatever it is to see if there's like, you know, explosive materials or whatever. Same thing. Sometimes if you're traveling with like the, the charcoal discs that you burn incense on, right. Those will come up as like combustible, like explosive materials. Um, mm-hmm. So those are things just to be aware of that if you do have something like that in your bag, they will probably want to look at it. But I think with witchcraft being so prevalent right now, they've seen this before. Mm-hmm. So you're probably not going to be um, the, the weirdest one there. Right. Right. Yeah. And what is the size of a bottle that you can have with TSA? Isn't it like four ounces and under? I think so. Right. Yeah. And like most oils, you know, like the Mm. oils that I sell or the oils you sell, we usually do them in like two ounces or smaller. Mm. Like most of my spiritual oils are half ounce bottles. So I think they check out with TSA and things like that. But what do we not want to bring on an airplane? Definitely anything that are pointy. So I like to travel with um, scissors a lot of the time, my my magic shears. Um, but those I have to put into a checked bag or I can't bring them um, mm-hmm. on with me. Um, same thing with like any sort of ritual dagger, you know, uh, 
anathema or however you say it. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely not something that you want to bring on the plane. Also, I've been told too that if your novena candles have been previously lit, mm-hmm. that they may have a have a problem with them. Too. Yeah, I could see that definitely. Mm-hmm. And then if you're traveling, like um, let's say you're traveling to Hawaii, for example. Um, Mm -hmm. You cannot bring like seeds or plant matter um, because of like invasive species and things like that. Um, They don't want it to be transferred over there. Um, So Mm -hmm. I actually did make that mistake. I had brought some seeds with me or like it was like seedy material and it got taken away from me. Um, You know what I mean? So that's something to keep in mind for sure. But, you know, if you're driving, like pretty much anything goes. Pretty much anything goes if if you're not having to go through like security or customs or things like that. Um, and, and Britain's definitely right, especially flying with anything that's like seeds um, or anything that is like live plant material mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, and even different types of creature parts or animal parts. Um, can be illegal through customs to bring into certain areas. Um, (laughs) I used to fly into um, Hawaii a lot because that's where my dad lives. And (laughs) they took my almonds (laughs) once. I was flying with a bag of almonds. Oh, my gosh. And because they were raw almonds, they had to take them from me. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I got the shakedown. Um, Other things, too, especially if you are coming either to or from Mexico or um, honestly pretty much a lot of places around the world. If you are trying to go through customs or trying to travel with um, any sort of imagery or statuary or anything concerning or related to La Santa Muerte, um, you are probably going to run into trouble. Um, Customs really does not like to see Santa Muerte on anything um because there's a lot of um there's a lot of connection with her and like drug cartels and stuff like that and they only see her as specifically as like a a narco saint which is problematic for a lot of reasons Mm -hmm. um but a lot of the times customs if you are trying to have one of her statues shipped internationally customs will bust it on purpose wow i didn't know that well I've been told that it's allegedly because people were like smuggling drugs inside of them to send them places. Um, At this point though, I think it's just simply because of the stigma. They just have problems with it. And so they, they, they'll bust the statues. Um, So just be really careful if you have like on your, you know, Santa Muerte t-shirt or you have like one of her statues in your bag or something like that, it's probably going to cause a problem for you going through customs. Um, So just be very aware of that and and plan accordingly um, when you're going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's fascinating. I had no idea, but it makes um, sense. It does. Like I can kind of see how they would get there. Um, it sucks, and it they they don't leave room for a lot of nuance in her veneration, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. But like I do kind of see why they would pay special attention to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish it was in less of a destructive way. Like, okay, yeah. like let's x-ray these statues or something instead of like, let's just bust them open just to be sure. Like that, right. that seems not okay to me. Yeah, it's a little little extreme. A little extreme. Um, mm-hmm. I am. So that's stuff to kind of worry about when it comes to customs. Um, 
The other thing I like to tell people too, just personal life hack is especially if you're flying, but also, you know what, even if you're driving, even if whatever's happening, um, put your spell oils in individual little baggies. And as witches, we all have the little baggies that look like we're dealing all kinds of illegal stuff. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so we collect those over the years. So just slip each of your oils into one of those. Trust me, you will thank me one day. Um, I have had very nicely packed, very tightly sealed oils that just decided to just volcano over and travel even right. just like in the car and it gets everywhere and then and then if you have like your banishing oil that's now just covering your uncrossing oil and then like it's just all of it gets mixed up and it gets nasty and it's like mm-hmm. no we need to not do that so definitely definitely just slip them into those little baggies that we all have mm-hmm. And it's going to it's going to save you a lot of headache. It really will, because um, I live up in a high valley. So whenever I travel to Western Oregon, where it's lower in elevation, the pressure, I think, messes with the bottles. So Mm. whenever I'm traveling, like my skincare products almost always explode, like the lotion leaks, my my hyaluronic acid leaks, like everything. And the same applies to our little magical bottles of oils. Um, So I do pack mine in little Ziploc baggies if I don't have a bunch of baggies lying around. And um, it's also a through hiker hack to pretty much pack everything in a Ziploc baggie. (laughs) Um, That's where I carry like pretty much everything is Ziploc bags because they're just Mm. like kind of all purpose and like, they don't degrade very quickly. So absolutely. And you can wash them again and then use them again. Yeah. Yeah. Like I carried my, I had as a wallet, I used a Ziploc baggie as a wallet for a while. (laughs) I'm not kidding. That is so you. It is very me, but (laughs) I I have upgraded um, to an actual wallet these days. That is good. That is perfect. So yes, feel free to utilize those baggies. And, you know, if you're worried about the plastic, you can use, um, you can order like little sets of tiny um, paper bags, Mm -hmm. which aren't as good, but I do find that they tend to be absorbent or sometimes they come with kind of like the waxy inside, Mm -hmm. um, which is a little bit more eco-friendly. But again, you can, you can wash the little plastic baggies. You probably also got the little plastic baggie from another store. So we're already reusing, Mm -hmm. reducing and recycling. So um, just, you know, do your best to be Mm -hmm. eco-conscious. Now, circling back around to Mm -hmm. your new vehicle. And so it's, previously owned you're about to go on a trip are you are you doing any witch stuff for your car before you leave oh yes i am Mm -hmm. i um so it's like it's a um a certified new vehicle um so they took extra yeah they took extra care cleaning the interior it is like sparkly brand new and shiny in there so what i'm going to do is i am going to use my sagebrush and juniper bundle And I'm going to smoke the interior of my car to get any vibes out. When I purchased it and sat in it, it felt really good. So I feel like there's already a pretty good vibe in there. But I'm going to just double, you know, double down and like make sure that it's nice and clear. So I'm going to smoke it It's amazing what a good cleaning will do for the energy itself. 
Mm -hmm. Yes. So I'm going to smoke bomb my little car and then I do a five point uh, protection oil on each corner of the car. And then I add a dab on the very top of my car or on the hood of the car. Um, Mm -hmm. And I really like that you're just kind of covering all the bases, but I, I really do not do a lot of oil. I do it like I like rub it on my hands you know, and get it well dispersed. And then I just place my hand on it. And then I pray over my vehicle and usually calling upon like Holy mother or like, um, Mary to protect my vehicle while I drive. And then I will be hanging a rosary that I do use occasionally, but, um, I'm going to use it like specifically for my car. So I'm going to be hanging a rosary in there that a friend of mine gave me. And, um, of course the St. Christopher medallion that you gave me, I'm hanging that in there too. Yep. I love that. Yeah. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a really good way to go because people don't realize that, you know, we talk about like our home's energy a lot mm-hmm. and, you know, all that, but we rarely talk about our car's energy and people don't realize things that like cars can carry bad, you know, energy for lack of a better word you know they can they can carry bad luck with them you know your car can be cursed or hexed you know your car um your car can be haunted i have run into that before Mm -hmm. um where because people get very attached to their vehicles and so i find a lot of the time especially people who work on very special vehicles like um either like muscle cars or um like antique um cars that they've you know rebuilt or whatever it is people become very attached to these vehicles and then when they pass on sometimes they stick around with or in the vehicle because it was so important to them that they don't want to leave it behind yeah and so cars can definitely be haunted they can definitely carry spirits with them um or you can get two things like um parts from a car that was involved in an accident that killed somebody or Mm. um there's all kinds of stuff energetically speaking that can happen with cars and so you know before you go on a trip you know when we're kind of talking about travel prep here doing the cleansing doing the protection so important and i love what you're talking about with how you do it i think that's so neat Mm mm-hmm Yeah, definitely. Um, I also forgot to mention that I do have this lovely small little leather pouch that I purchased from a friend and it hangs on a string and I like to pack herbs in there um, Mm -hmm. in the car as well. So I pack that and I hang that in my rear view mirror. Um, So I'll add things like rue, bay, rosemary, things like that to just add like uh, an uh, aura or like an air of protection within the vehicle that isn't just the smoke or the oil on the outside of the car. Um, I feel like it has like a little more longevity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. It's really yeah. good. So if you guys have been experiencing a lot of car trouble, you know, if you know, this is your fifth flat tire this month or um, your car just doesn't like to start randomly and there doesn't seem to be anything wrong with it. Definitely cleanse your vehicle as Mm -hmm. well and see what happens because that may just do the trick um sometimes we just same thing with us sometimes your car just steps in something ucky as far as bad luck is concerned and it just sticks um so don't be afraid to cleanse your vehicles especially before going on a trip if it's been giving you any sort of problems um couldn't hurt might help (laughs) right 
Exactly. Oh, and one thing I wanted to add as well is that I have a small collection of evil eye beads. They're Mm. about the size of a quarter. And I'm going to be hanging that in my car as well, just to keep away any like aggressive drivers who like, you know, give me the bird and I'm just Mm -hmm. like, all right, right back at you, buddy. Like send, send those vibes away. So an evil eye bead or charm in your car could also be super helpful. I love that. I've also seen too that you can get like St. Benedict medals like as a car decal for like your back windshield. Oh, cool. Um that I've been I've been curious about that. But I I don't know if it transfers the same to like a sticker from like, you know, a holy medal. <laughs> right. So I maybe. Um I, I guess it could, because I think, you know, symbols are, are symbols regardless of kind of what they're made out of. Mm-hmm. Um but I've, I've been curious about something like that for it. Oh, I like that. Yeah, utilizing stickers as protection. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I'm having all these ideas. Right, right. Because it's because you're right. Like road rage is a thing. Oh, yes. Especially these days. Because the world is difficult right now. Everyone is stressed out, which means that road rage is up to the max. People are ready just to like fight based off of really petty things. Um, so yeah, some, some evil eye beads, some sort of car protection for that, that road rage, that evil eye situation. Definitely. definitely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So before you leave, do you do any sort of divination? Well, this trip that I'm going to be taking has a little, um, a little specialness to it. Oh, um, I'm not going to go into any details, but yes, I do a little divination before I go. But I generally do divination before I leave on a trip. Just like, what's the vibe? What do I need to know? Yeah. So usually I just lay down some cards of like, what do I need to know about this trip? Like a vibe check, like feeling into what I might experience or what might come up Mm -hmm. for me. Um, Because, you know, even like the smallest, like little getaway to the coast can be sometimes life altering, you know, like, or something comes up or you experience something and it can be really good. And the tarot helps us process, um, or, you know, be mindful of things that might be playing out. And as a matter of fact, when I do and open up my tarot, uh, books, uh, for readings and such, I actually get a lot of folks asking about travel situations, like what's going to happen on this journey for me. Mm-hmm. And I really love readings like that because usually they're really positive um, and just things to be mindful of, things to look out for. Um, so I do do some divination and I'm really excited to do some divination for this trip. I think that's always great. And it's always really important not to doom read before you right. leave on a place. And I was actually listening to a interview with, I believe it was Debbie Spring of Pentacle Queen Conjure. She said something about, you know, a lot of times people will be afraid of something like the devil card. She's like, but if my client is going to Vegas and I pull the devil card, I'm like, you're going to have a great time. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so like, don't always, you know, be be freaked out by some of these things because, you know, sometimes they're actually good things. Sometimes they're actually things that you may want or, you know, just because something comes up like, you know, the tower doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to die or get into a wreck or something like that. Just remember it's information. So if your cards do come up scary, 
maybe then we do extra protection work. We do, we take extra precautions because we have that warning and that way we are more able to kind of anticipate problems and then not be as affected by them. Mm -hmm. So if you do have scary cards that show up, don't, don't freak out. Don't panic. Um, Don't necessarily cancel your trip unless you really feel like that's the best way to go. Um, just, just take it as information. Okay, now I know that this thing might be happening, so now I can anticipate and have a plan ready or do something preemptively to maybe prevent that from happening. Yes, I like that. So what if we pull the death card? Cancel the trip. No, I'm <laughs> death card isn't always, I mean, I mean, of course, preaching to the choir here, the death card is not always bad. Um, it, you know, it could simply mean that you recognize on this trip that you need to let something die or to let something go or Mm -hmm. that you need to end this chapter and start another one. Travel can really do that for you. When you get to a place where you suddenly realize what really matters in the world, you know, when you're standing on this cliff in the British Isles or whatever, you know, you can suddenly realize, oh, you know, my boyfriend sucks. It's time to let that go, you know, whatever (laughs) it is. Um, you know, the, the death card can actually be a very positive thing when it comes to travel. Um, I think is really important. I do too. Yeah. Because like, if you notice in the Rider weight deck, there is a little boat um, traveling the river in the background. Um, so it can mean that, you know, we are definitely on a journey and the, the thing to always remember about the death card too. Now this, this episode is about tarot is <laughs> to look at the sunrise in the background Like there's Mm. always a new day coming and Mm. we might be going through the shit, but remember that the sun does indeed rise and, Mm. um, and then that's there for us. So definitely don't cancel your trip if the death card comes up. It just might mean that you're going through a transition and that something will fall away and then something new will be coming into your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. See, no doom reading before we leave, because that's the best way to really just knock the vibes out of your trip, especially right. if it's one that you're looking forward to. Um, you can really kind of accidentally doom read and then and then be a super downer on mm-hmm. your trip. So don't don't be freaked out by what happens. Remember, all divination just provides you with information, not necessarily inevitable outcomes that you cannot change. Mm-hmm. So just be like, oh, great. I'm glad I checked because the Ten of Swords showed up. So I'm going to do extra protection on this. I'm going to make sure that the people I'm traveling with are people that are trustworthy, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just so that you have your eyes open, you know what to look for. And then when those moments come up, you're ready. So... Totally fine. Now, do you use any sort of specific spread? I have one that I like to go for, but do you use one or do you just throw down cards? So I'm a big uh, fan of the three card pool. Um, Mm -hmm. I usually just do three cards, but if I'm feeling that I have options, I mean, we always have options, but if I'm like, uh, I could go this way or that way. One of my favorite spreads is to pull one card for where you are at right now, where you stand And then you pull a card to the left and then you pull a card to the right above the bottom card. So it kind of has like a a angular triangle shape to it. So Mm -hmm. it would be the card to the left would then be option one and the card to the right would then be option two. So Mm -hmm. it allows me to weigh my options and see like, okay, if I take this path, this is what could potentially happen or this is the vibe of this, this particular path in the same with the other one. So it allows me to kind of weigh my options. And then if I want to dig deeper, 
I'll pull a card on top of the left card and then I'll pull a card on top of the right card if I want to see a little deeper into it. But what I like about that spread is that the bottom card allows you to see where you are at currently, like what Mm. your current state is in the moment and like where your decision process might be going. Um, That's one of my favorite spreads in general if I have options or I have one path or the other, like a fork in the road. It's very crossroads. So I really like that spread. That is interesting, too, because then, like, if you are where I'm at right now is something like the Eight of Swords, mm-hmm. like, oh, trapped. maybe I'm not in the best place right now mm-hmm. to maybe be making this decision. Like, OK, so at least I know maybe I'm up in my feels right now feeling very trapped, maybe. So mm-hmm. then, then, you know, OK, maybe I don't need to panic so much about this situation because I, I might be overreacting a little bit or mm-hmm. I might be too much in my in my head about it, which is really good. Um, I like that. That's a really good way to go. Yeah, I like that. What about you? What's your favorite spread? So if I'm traveling, um, I'll go about this one of two ways. How I normally do it is I get my deck and I flip through the cards until I find the uh, the Six of Swords, which oh, is kind yes. of the card of travel. It's the one in the Rider Waite where they're in the boat and they're going somewhere together on a journey. Um, so I'll flip through and I will find the Six of Swords. And I will pull that one out and I will just lay that on the table. Um, and I started doing this simply because um, when you ask about travel, the Six of Swords just tends to show up anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, fine. We're just going to get it out of the way. I'm going to throw it down. Um, and then I put that kind of in the middle of the spread. Kind of like, okay, this is what we're talking about right now. We're talking about travel. Um, We're talking about leaving from one place to another, going on a journey. Um, Sometimes I might use something like an Eight of Cups, depending on what the vibe of the trip is. Um, But normally I'll just kind of use the the Six of Swords. And then around that, I'll put four cards. um, One above, one below, and then one on the left and one on the right as just kind of surrounding factors or contributing energies or things to know. Mm -hmm. kind of surrounding this travel experience that I'm going forth with right now. And that's kind of a good way just to kind of, just a vibe check, you know, Mm -hmm. everything looks, you know, great and happy. You're having party cards and friend cards and all the stuff like, awesome, cool. Like we're going to have a great time. Maybe it looks a little, a little more treacherous in which case we pack accordingly. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, if you don't want to use, if you don't want to do the pull out a card and stick it in the center Um, just deal that card randomly the way that you normally would after shuffling. Just start with that card in the middle. And that's kind of going to be your overall kind of general vibe for the trip. And then the rest of them will be surrounding factors. Mm. Um, So it's pretty much the same thing. That one might give you a little bit more nuance. I started doing it the other way simply because that card kept just being the Six of Swords. Right. (laughs) Because they're like, travel is the the name of the game. It's like, yes, okay, I understand. Um, so you can go about it either way, whether you kind of find the card and put it down as kind of a a marker of here's what we're talking about, or you just let it show up as whatever it's going to be. Either way is valid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I suggest you all give that a try and see kind of what comes up. Yeah, I love pulling out the six of swords as a signifier. It's like, this mm-hmm. is what I am doing. Um, I really yeah. like that. And the chariot works well for that too, especially if you're driving 
like mm-hmm. you, you know and like the chariot has such a good vibe about it too that's also the word of this episode is vibe is vibe <laughs> right we're talking <laughs> we're just, a lot about the vibes yeah we're just vibing um yeah. especially with the charity like if you're if you're traveling like on a mission <laughs> like, right if you're going somewhere to do a thing like with purpose instead of just like vacay like the chariot is a really great card for that. it really is i love the chariot so much mm. yeah so i think that's pretty much what we have for y'all today as far as the preparatory witchy travel work is concerned we will be coming back with some other um witchy travel tips and things that we we do and we don't in over the next couple of episodes so stay tuned um and stay safe out there especially if you are traveling during the time of the panini press the panini press now i want a sandwich (laughs) that does sound good maybe we should get out of here and uh and get our own paninis yeah Alrighty, y'all travel safe and remember do witchcraft do it support for this podcast comes from our listeners if you would like to support invoking witchcraft with a one-time donation please go to invokingwitchcraft.com backslash donate or if you'd like to become a premium listener join the coven at invokingwitchcraft.com backslash coven There, you'll get access to our exclusive Facebook group for discussion and connection, as well as access to occasional workshops. We hope to see you there.